Good morning, coffee moaners. How are you? Nice to see you. Now, news coming in. The thing is, we've both got a hangover. Yeah. But the bad thing is, Mark, bless him, didn't even have a drink. When you see what we shot last night, you will not even fathom. I never thought, put it, okay, let me get you excited. I never thought, for those of you who are listening on podcast, if you don't know who the hell we are, we do all sorts of kind of reality stuff, vlogmases, movie reviews, gardening vlogs, mental health, diet, food, you name it, we cover everything. But one of the things we do, yeah, on our YouTube, across this channel. But what we do every year is obviously we do Vlogmas, which is a sort of, you know, everyday kind of mad tour through great things to do, great things to eat, and a bunch of nut, nutcases, us lot, all going on about it. But last night, one part or a sort of feature within our Vlogmas, which is going to be a bone of contention, are things like opening the loft, the snow village, the taste test, a moment of nostalgia. Well, the taste test, I never thought we could, it would get more batshit crazy than last Basically, year. just to give you a vague outline, we went to see something that wasn't great <laughs> with Lisa and Dina. Which we'll be seeing. Then we got very drunk and then we did a taste test of Aldi and Lidl party bites. Suffice to say, it was bonkers. And then after that, we decided to try one of those Instagram challenges, which will be going up on my Instagram tonight. How I am not in A&E, I do not know. But anyway, make sure you subscribe to the channel. It's free. Hit the notification bell. It's free so that you do not miss any of the content that we that's already fantastic for Vlogmas before December even starts. How Dina's not in rehab, I don't know. Um, do you know where she actually is? In rehab? No, no I know. She's, she's at got, school. No, <laughs> she's not. She's gone down to waitress to get some oh. wine. How is she? Oh. And Lisa, Lisa just, oh my God. Lisa was hilarious. Hysterical. Yeah. The, the queen of the one-line quip. And on everywhere everything. we went yesterday, women were trying to pull Mark because he had his guinea pig jumper on We've again. We've discovered it's the new it's the new hot craze, guys. If you're having trouble pulling a bird, get yourself a guinea pig jumper and yeah. a reindeer hat. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. If you need a profile picture on your on your dating app, make sure you're wearing Use a Mark's. guinea pig guinea pig jumper. <laughs> Use Mark's with his reindeer hat on. Yeah, yeah. Taste test sounds like it's going to be really helpful oh, this year, says <laughs> Shakira. It's Shakira. not going to be helpful. Oh, bad. Um, uh, oh do, my God. The sum up at the end. Oh, my Lord. Lee Durrant, sending you a big hug, mate. I hope you're feeling okay. I hope you're feeling better. Um, drop us a line, obviously. Uh, special Robin, will it be found? Was it not found last year? I think we found it and then it disappeared again. We Can got, you try and make your own? I think I, I always try and make... You made I another one. fashion my own, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, all the normal kind of stuff is going to be happening. Nanny Dye is looking forward. She's sharpening her, her walking stick. Um, got a little updates on Nanny Dye coming, which uh, will be interesting. Um, Nessie Jeff, can we have a shout out as we're on our way to Scotland at the moment? Me, James, Ma, and Pa. Nessie Jeff, James, Ma, and Pa, shout out. And there you are. There you are. Oh, Be careful on the road. Wave to Scotland for me. I love it. I miss it. I want to go to Scotland. Scotland. I love it. I've been wanting to take her to the Highlands forever. I want to take well, you. You do keep a... saying that, but you never just do it. Yeah, because it's impossible for either of us to ever find the time to do it. I want to drag you out to a crofter's cottage. Oh, 
pop on pop on an Aaron sweater, which is like a well, fisherman sweater. Can you put sweater. on the Aaron sweater? Because no, you know how much I love it. You're not wearing an sweater. Aaron sweater. I'm wearing the Aaron sweater. I, I wouldn't mind your your fisherman's jumper on my naked body. Jesus Christ, guys! Would you mind if we turn this off? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It needs must. No. Show them your nice top that you got from Lisa. Um, so you get Aaron's sweater. I was going to get my. I was going to say, let me get my fishing rod out and I'll go angling. Mm. Isn't that great? You look so cool in it. <laughs> um, right, we better get on with stuff. Dawny, where do I get that jumper mark? Ask Lisa. Ask She'll Lisa. Answer. Because it was a birthday present. Yeah. She okay. gave me, got me a beautiful jumper, which I'll wear tomorrow. It's so lovely. Okay, I've got to be gone by 11.45. Okay, so let's <laughs> get through. So what are we going to talk about? Obviously, we're going to be touching upon some of the serious stuff we always do. Um, two different angles, actually, on the um, or the angle on the Israel-Palestine uh, uh, crisis. Obviously, we were talking about how the uh, ceasefire, not ceasefire, pause, pause in hostilities for hostage exchange is going to, by all accounts, happen from tomorrow. But we're going to talk about one particular aspect of this, which is uh, an ex-Obama aide who has been um, arrested and charged with race hate um, over his anti, uh, his, his, his Islamophobic tirade towards a, uh, 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 what would you call them? A vendor street. A vendor, street vendor in New a York. A number of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so we're going to be just looking at that just to demonstrate how and we're going to explain to you exactly where this person was in Obama's government, which is kind of alarming. Um, I'm also going to briefly mention how Melissa Barrera, the actress from Scream, has issued a statement following her being dropped uh, from the Scream franchise. But we're also going to talk about I'm a Celebrity. Um, We're going to be talking about the new Dutch prime minister. Oh, well, we're going to touch upon the Dutch Dutch prime minister, which is just shot. Oh, my God. It's just quite frightening. Uh, I'm a celebrity, though. Um, who's watching I'm a Celebrity here? Because we're going to be talking about that. We we watched the first... Obviously, we were getting blind drunk last night, so we didn't watch it last night. We watched the first episode. We liked it. Now, our daughters um, follow Nella on YouTube. We didn't know about her. On the first episode, she made me howl with laughter. I thought she was so funny. Mm. And so we, then we've missed the next two episodes and, and missed the furore that is mm. going on around us. We've watched a couple of the clips. So she's Gen Z, isn't she? That's, that's, that's her gen. We're Gen X. She's Gen Z. Is, right. is that right? Uh, so we're going to talk about... Gen Z, I think. Gen Z, is that it? Oh, it's like TMZ. Is it TMZ? TMZ. Mm. I refuse to watch it this year, Rachel Dodge. Why? Oh, I see, because of Farage. Because yes, of Farage. They're, well, they say they've lost a million viewers, but... Isn't that always the case at the beginning of a show and then it always picks up, doesn't it? I think the it? same thing happened with Matt Hancock, didn't it? Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's two, the two, clearly there are two debates that have, or arguments that have kicked off. I think we have to hook into this, babe. It's only on for three weeks. Yeah, it's we're going to watch first it, week. definitely. Um, so it's all going to start to get tight. I like Nella at first, but sadly she's giving younger people a bad name, says Tony Ellis. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. Um, and uh, and also we're going to talk about Beckhams and being what... Uh, Being a perfect daddy. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to have some nice daddy stuff. So what should we start with? Um, What do you want to do? What do you want to start with? Light stuff or heavy stuff? (laughs) You choose. Where do you want to go? Come on, you drive us. What happens after Gen Z? Is it Gen AA? Right. I have got to stop saying I don't know what is what. Now, what is what? Gen X. What's Gen Y? No, Mark, don't be silly because there isn't. Well, there must be a Gen Y. It can't go from X to Z. Is it alphabetical? 
Wasn't Gen Gemma Z Perry's. before Gen, Gen X? Gen X. We're Gen X, I think. What are, are we, we? Gen X? It's a gener- it's Generation Alpha. Is it? It is. Heavy stuff, says Gemma Perry. I'm a celeb, says Naomi. No, it says Kathy. Hmm. It's difficult. Obama aide, says Anne Murray. Okay, let's talk about him. Should we get that out of the way? Yeah. And then we are going to have some fun. We're going yeah. to move on. We just we just think it's really important, this, this story. Yeah. Um, so this is the story of an ex-US State Department aide who worked in the Obama uh, administration called Stuart Seldovitz. Um, and he has been caught in viral videos, or viral videos have been posted of him essentially abusing a an Egyptian vendor in New York. Probably best if we just, should we just play what's mm. been shown? This is one of the clips that has been shown. Done this with various vendors. Also, oh, that's, that's yeah. clearly not him. Um, well, but the only clippage is of him with this vendor. He's done it repeatedly with this vendor. Okay. It's not my fault that you pray to a criminal. Listen, listen, I'm, I'm working now, okay? Can you leave, please? Go, please. You're not working. There's nobody I'm just here. working here, yeah. Go. There's nobody here. I'm going to put big signs here that say this guy is, believes in Hamas. Do you, you want to buy something? No, I don't. Okay, why is he here? I won't, I won't give you a penny of my money. You have no right to be on the sidewalk. Do you have a permit? Yeah, I have a permit. I have a, thing, I have a license. Okay, but you don't have a visa. I'm an American so, citizen. Do you have you're it? American citizen? Yeah, do you have it? How? How did you become an American citizen? It's not your business. Go. Oh, you're right. I born here. But you're a terrorist. You support terrorism. Listen, go. I'm not support, support something. You do you support terrorism? I'm not some. You go. I'm just working here. You're a terrible person. You killed children, not me. Oh. I didn't kill children. Okay, why is he you here? You know why? If we killed 4,000 Palestinian kids, you know what? It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Go. If we've killed 4,000 Palestinian children, it wasn't enough. And, he, and if you can believe it, he says even, well, there's nothing worse than that, but he says so, so many horrific things to this guy. And I read somewhere that he had, and so I'm not saying this is absolute, absolute knowledge, but I, I've got this absolutely right, but that he worked with Obama on within negotiations he was involved in the he he had a position in the u.s department of state including the office of israel and palestinian affairs and was a white house national security council director now if you've got that kind of expression of hate from someone who was that instrumental in an entire country's governmental policy towards the israel palestine problem it's why and i'm gonna i'm gonna Tiptoe through this. It's why when you look at the words used by people like him, but also it's not entirely dissimilar to a huge number of things that have been said by former members of the Israeli government, current members of the Israeli government, you can understand why there is a feeling uh, amongst many quarters that, you know, something approaching a genocide is happening in the Middle East. Because I don't think is when people say you can't invoke these terms or use these words, it's a little bit like a white person saying to someone who's black, you can't describe anything as racism. I don't think you can until you're actually in the situation. I think it depends on how something feels and what the language and attitude and policy around it is. And I just think it's interesting that this guy who's been caught and has been uh, he's been charged. He's been charged with race hate. So, you know, after being after the footage being pushed on social media, you know, social media that's always always suits people when it suits their argument, but then is never to be trusted if it in some way kind of goes against the sort of mainstream narrative. 
Um, it's really interesting watching the way in which the mainstream media tries to rubbish social media and how so many people who work in the mainstream media but also have presences on social media suddenly don't have any value for social media when it doesn't sort of espouse the same you know, mainstream media bias that, that that we're getting. So, you know, and it don't know. And of course, he doesn't talk for everyone at all. This that, that's not what I'm saying. But it's just really important oh God, that no. anti-Semitism and Islamophobia are, have equal have equal are, are found equally disgusting. Hmm. Because believe you me, if that was somebody spouting anti-Semitism into, I would feel ex- I would feel as equally. outraged. From a government, a government official, mm. if it was the other way around, I'd feel just as outraged as a man just trying to earn his living. And, and and some of the other things he said, we didn't want to play it. Some of the other things he said, so disgusting, mm. so disgusting. How could Obama? Mm. It's just such, it's so often a disappointment, Obama, he really is. Mm. But um, yeah, so it's important to call anti Semitism and Islamophobia out as, as you know, as and when, and when it's somebody that played such a big part, it, and theoretically know, it, played a big part yeah. in a democratic government, I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, it's it. Well, I mean, look, look at. I mean, Biden is is totally sort of in sidestep, isn't he? He's marching in time with 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 Israel. I mean, did you I, see when he's arrested? The big smile on his face. I just thought, just like have some humility here. You are being charged with mm. something extremely serious, mm. and. Um, and, and you know, just enormously upsetting. Mm-hmm. And then some of the things that you've been reading to me—the quotes from the new Dutch prime minister. So yeah, it's as like if the things, world's going backwards. So and it also seems like, for, for some reason, whoever's extremely right wing seems to have a huge head of hair. It's really odd. So this is Geert Wilders. Geert Wilders. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. I always think of Holland as a sort of liberal country. Let me give, give you a photo. Of so do I. There he is. There's Geert. Oh my God, he looks like a comedian or something. He, it looks like you know that when you used to go to like the fun fair in Margate yeah. and they had that laughing guy in that box, which is really frightening. It looks like that. Anyway, okay. So Geert Wilders. Dutch far-right uh, politician um, is, is uh, you know, in a political earthquake. He, he looks like he's won most votes in the elections there. But here's some of the quotes that he's used to describe Islam. He described Islam as an ideology of a retarded culture, and he calls Moroccans scum. Oh, my God. This is someone who's been, this is someone who's been voted in. So... Um, have we? Do we have any Dutch Sending followers here, subscribers? Across, across Europe. It's just Amsterdam that's liberal, says Rachel Mason. The oh, rest, really? Sorry, the rest is patchy and quite right-leaning. Oh, yeah, it must be for him to get in. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scares the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, he does look like of... the puppet guy in the in the fairground, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he does, and and scary. Like you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to see him in the dark night, would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Coming towards you and voted in. People cried. I mean, I think you know the important thing about these so-called democracies is that when you get it's like so many Americans who were sort of absolutely crestfallen that you know Trump was seen as a representative of their country. The thing about democracy is we most democracies aren't democratic. <laughs> because the voting system is so weird. I don't know, is it is it proportional? I'm not too sure. Is it proportional representation? I mean, if it is, then that is worrying. If it's proportional representation in Holland, then, then that is a concern. But I mean, obviously, for every leader that you get in a country, there's there's millions of people who don't agree. Who don't agree. Uh, Dawny Harvey, this world is genuinely scaring me. It's fall- failing on so many levels. And I think this is a really important thing to say, because I think a really important, what I think needs to happen somewhere is a really detailed analysis of the political spectrum in, say, Israel would be really useful. 
Because I think people get confused because Benjamin Netanyahu is described as, you know, right wing. And then there's even more far right uh, people in, in, in Israel, too. And just because you're Israeli and Jewish doesn't mean you can't be racist. <laughs> doesn't mean you can't be a white supremacist. It doesn't mean you can't be uh, a socialist or a communist. It doesn't in mean any you country. Yeah. In any culture. But I think there's this idea that because, of course, Israel was created out of the kind of awfulness of World War II, that the, the victimization, if you like, of a nation and a people means that they are, they're incapable of having prejudice. And I think this is a really important narrative to push back on because I think you know, it, it, what kind of creeps into this idea of being critical of Israel is somehow being anti-Semitic or, you know, being supportive of Palestine, Palestine is somehow supporting Hamas. These are two really weaponized rigid, conflations. Rigid way of thinking. Which removes the ability to actually talk about the really important stuff in the middle, which is how to find a solution. It's about silencing criticism of a state. And you can't do that of any state. You shouldn't do that of any state. You know, you can't just say that because Israel went through the awfulness and it was a, it, cre it was created due to the awfulness of World War II, that it's somehow immune and 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 incapable of horrors or, or bad behaviour. It's just it's patently ridiculous. It's patently ridiculous. And you know, it's interesting. There was a I think is she a current minister? I think she might be. There was a minister on the on the news yesterday saying the only solution to the Gazan-Palestine problem is for two million Palestinians to be evacuated from the Gaza Strip and that all the surrounding countries take them. I mean, this is being espoused on media outlets. That's, it's... It's weird. It's weird. We'll leave people it, leave to it. think whatever they think about that. So anyway, so this is good news. It's good news that this horrible chap has been charged, but it's really chilling that he's still standing there with a <laughs> smirk on his face. Well, because he's got right. He's, he feels very, very right, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, okay, well, let's get to I'm a Celebrity. We've, yeah. Yeah? I'm a Celebrity. Who saw... Who, okay, what do people think of Nella Rose? I've seen two arguments with her, or I've seen two clips... Well, as, as I said earlier, if you've just joined, first episode we watched, I loved her. My daughter, uh, my, uh, both of our daughters actually were quite excited that she was in because she's on YouTube. She's very, mm. but very famous in, in that their generation. Mm. And oh my God, I was like to my daughter, oh, yeah, get it. She's hilarious. She was so funny. But she's having quite a tough time in there. And we haven't seen this. We've only just watched the clip. So mm. we watched the clip of the argument with um, the French guy, Fred Sirex. And with Nigel Farage. Um, now, the one with Fred, clearly she's just got the wrong end of the stick. He in no way was being insulted. No, he wasn't. But he had forgotten that she had said that her father was had right. dead. You're right. And when I see that, when I saw her response to him, I, I I wished I could have just taken it to one side and said, what's going on? Because you are really, really triggered here. Mm. This is, trust me, he, he, he's, he's just a bit of an idiot. He, he didn't, he didn't really, he was being a total bloke, forgotten that you'd said. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but. And it's a phrase that we all use. Yeah. So she took such offence to this mm. and. She has gone into what a lot of people would say is a massive sulk. She's refusing to eat because he cooks. And I think she's backed herself massively into a corner and she doesn't know how to get out of that corner. And what I see is somebody that is absolutely distraught and has 
has a certain way of dealing with people. Maybe when things are uncomfortable, she does the thing. It reminds me a bit of what I was like when I was much younger. I would just like not talk. I would just go mm, away. I'm just mm. like, I can't speak to you. I can't see you. I can't. And, and I can still do that sometimes. When I get to a point where I'm too emotional or I'm too sad mm. and I don't want to show that vulnerability, I will go so hard and like, I'm not going to talk to you. And I couldn't help. I get why people, I couldn't help look at her and think, I wonder if that's what's going on for her. Sophie Seeger says, I think she has a lot of trauma about the passing of her parents, understandably, and massively took Fred's comments wrong. Her response wasn't appropriate calling him a weirdo. Um, Samantha B, I watch Nella on YouTube and like her, but she's really messed up. It's a shame it was shown as she's going to be hated and it she could is. potentially ruin her career. I really, really think, and I've seen quite a few comments, that, that somebody needs to... Take show her off her and clip. show her the yeah, clip. Yeah, yeah. Because she has got herself into a real, I think, emotional tangle and she doesn't know how to get out of it. And I think she said her father died in 2020. Well, I her parents know. died very close to each other. Right. They, both of them. That's, that's the day before yesterday, right? If anybody here, if you've never lost anybody close to you, quite well, certainly for me, when I lost somebody very close to me, it really hit me two or three years later. I was in shock. I was in such shock for such a long time. And then, and so, and going into something like this where your feelings are so magnified, you feel so watched, you feel so vulnerable, she, I think we have to have a lot of sympathy here before we judge too quickly because she might just be responding under pressure and triggered by grief, I think. Nick says she owes him, uh, no, someone said, Lee Jordan, sorry, what did he say? Um, basically, she was saying, he was saying something pretty innocuous about using a lighter or something. No, no, he was, she was, she was having a bit of a joke with him and saying, God, can you see without glasses? Oh, and it, he yeah. said, oh, I've had the eye up. And, she, and then he said, oh, well, I'm old. And she said, well, you're not old. I'm 51. That's not old. He goes, I'm old enough to be your dad. He said it very casually. That's what we all say. But she felt hurt because he didn't remember that she'd shared with him that her dad had died. But yeah. he didn't mean a but thing he's not by coming, but it. No, suppose, he didn't. No, 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 he didn't mean a thing by it. And I suppose yeah, her trauma is a trauma. In, it went in Well, deep. I think like someone said, it's some, she Nick says she owes Fred an apology. She, she was does. insulting. She called him stupid too. Mm, you know, absolutely. I also, do you not think at moments like that, a little bit like an action replay on football, it's incumbent on the show to maybe clarify a confusion that's going to really erode... But I suppose, but what are you doing? Actually, no, because if you're a producer, you're going to be thinking, we are, this is life and the way people react in mm. life. Do mm. you get somebody, when you've misunderstood them, somebody coming and showing the film a bit? No, but there might be someone in the family or friend or someone who goes, actually, they didn't mean it like that. They meant it like this. Well, I'm hoping one of the campmates Maybe will have a chat with her, who she trusts. So there's that route, which has spiralled into something online, which is, you know, Gen Z, Gen Z, you know, snowflake, can't, you know, you can't say anything, can't touch on anything, hypersensitivity. Well, I, I think that's actually really mean. Why did I want us to talk about this today? And I think why I wanted us to talk about this today is, Grief doesn't come neatly packaged right. into the six or seven weeks after somebody's died. Right. In my experience of myself, and I've lost people, Mark has lost people, the other people that I know that have lost people, the timings are fucked up. Mm. Sometimes people go crazy for a year, partying, drinking, looking like they're having the best time of their life, and then collapse at the end of it. So why I wanted to bring it up and taking it away from directly from her story is, just be re I think we all have to be really mindful around grief. There's somebody that I know that lost their parents 30 years ago and right now is dealing with it in a very, very deep and 
totally, she's totally traumatized. Mm. So, yeah, um, that amount of sensitivity wasn't just about what he said. No, was it? I'm sure it wasn't. But in a, I, I mean, a few people are suggesting be. that maybe because you know her success online, what have you, maybe she hasn't quite got the capacity to have that because of her age as well, how young she is, and her yeah. successes online. Maybe she hasn't got that. It's that weird thing of never meeting someone of a different generation. I think this is why it's really important that everyone, you know, ferments kind of relationships with people of all ages, all groups. You're never closed off to any particular section of society. I mean, in a weird way, I mean, Faith Goodman, I like what you say, Nella versus Nigel, because that's the second round, isn't it, where she she challenges Nigel Farage on him being racist. She asks him quite a, quite a good question, which is, why do no black people like you? <laughs> um, and then he, he sort of, then he, then he trotted out this image in their exchange where I had visions of him wandering through Streatham, sort he of. He goes, you know. I'll go to South London. She goes, she goes to South London. He goes, yeah, all the time. Well, all the time we go through South London. I actually really... She was actually great in the way that she spoke to him. You know, the way... the way, Yeah, yeah, she was. And I think in a weird way, Faith says, they agree to disagree at the end, but debate needs to happen more often so that everyone learns to debate in schools and universities and learn to listen to other points of view and respect. i tell you something that I would hope for from an exchange. Forget whether Farage should be in there. You know what our opinions on that are. Is He completely lied to the nation, the signs on the bus, he fraudulently got us into Brexit and it's an absolute disgrace. But I think it would be good to see in something like this, um, two people who would never in a month of Sundays come together in any set Mm, of circumstances to exchange views and potentially just give a little bit of understanding. And that was my frustration with Matt Hancock. At first he was entertaining, but nothing went in, nothing changed him. Nothing, he didn't sort of, nothing's the edges weren't, well, nothing's going to change, the, change Nigel Farage, but even the very fact of him talking to a young, empowered woman like her of her age mm. and her, or, you know, ethnicity and colour and what, what have you, you know, that he might, he, although he says he wanders through South London and knows, knows black people, he may never you, have come across someone what? like he her. Go, you know where he went, don't you? Where the spoons? Dulwich College, that's where oh, he went to school. Of course he did. Just about as posh as you can get. That's South London, <laughs> you know, Dulwich. Dulwich is also South London. It was in Dulwich Village. That's I don't South think London. he's really down South London. It's not in our South London. I think it would be really good if he's they had more conversations. He's not hanging out in Croydon, is he? I think it would be more of the, better if they had more conversations. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's move on to uh, being a good... Oh, You know what I would do dad. if I was... if I. You know what I would do if I was a producer? Do you know what if I would do if I was a producer? What? I would set, I would yes. set up... Yeah like a YouTube interviewing like corner and I would get her all with a chat and I'd get and I'd get her to say you interview him yeah you have to listen to every answer he says and then you because she lost it a bit because she stopped listening to him but and you interview her because we'd get some really good questions but we'd also get a lot of humor as well would be funny be brilliant and I would have a modicum of respect for him if he sat down and really gave her the time I mean you you know it's difficult, isn't it, when you see two people arguing or talking and you can see in the situation how the person you perhaps agree with most needs to better present their argument. It gets a bit frustrating because you're like, mm, I, could, I now know, see what he's homing in on. He's you know, saying, she, she could ask him a question. Like, so when you're in South London, when you're wandering up and down Street yeah. High Road, Dulwich, and if you Village. saw a pub yeah. and in that pub, 80% of people in there were black, would you go in? Yeah, good question. <laughs> because, and if the answer is no, why? Why? What do you think? How do you think they feel about it? What do you think the questions might be of that they wanted to ask you? No, I mean, just things like that. He would have to answer that you can't ask those questions on telly. 
Christopher Cundall has just bought 50 memberships. Oh, Christopher! Christopher, I'm probably going to lose signal on my flight, taking off. By the time the in-flight Wi-Fi will kick in, you might finish. So just want to spread some love on to other... Oh, Christopher. happy bloody Christmas. Happy Christmas. Oh, that's so bloody lovely. Love. Thanks, so sweetie. So sweet, so sweet. Oh, my God. So 50 people are going to get God. a membership. Wow, wow, oh, wow, wow, yeah. wow. What it is, it gets your membership for a month and you can see if you like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a, you got a pre-recorded No Name Sunday show this weekend. Um, Reese Roberts says, silent generation are born 1925 to 1945. Baby boomers, ah. 46 to 64. Oh, generation... so I'm a baby boomer. I was yeah. born in 64. Oh, you're a baby boomer. Yeah, you are, babe. Can't I just be... Generation X, 65 to 80. So you're X. Yeah. Millennials, 81 to 96. Gen Z, 97 to 2012. Gen Alpha, 2013 to 2024. So our girls are Gen Z. Gen Z. I'm a baby boomer. You're a baby boomer. Hang on, if baby boomers, you're in the same category as my mum. I know. That's weird. That is weird. Okay. Lovely things that dads did for you as a kid. So this is David Beckham. Have we got the pictures? I have, actually. We all know David Beckham is obsessed with Harper. I wonder how the boys feel about that. Isn't she got a lovely photo? What a lovely photo. What a sweetheart she is. Cucumbers. He's cut up heart cucumbers to put in her drink, in her ice cucumber drink. And there's always been lots of photos. The other day there was a little Instagram of him and her, and they they were backstage at some massive event and he was like eating these chips and he was like being really playful with her and then she said something to him like this she was chatting away and then they both kissed each other on the lips and I was like oh and I thought oh god here we go everyone's going to start saying she be kissing her on her lips right. which I don't agree with it's whatever anybody wants to but I just thought they are just so cute together mm. and he uh, somebody I know that knows them says that he just is besotted he just does everything for her he's just that he's just, and he loves every single thing he he does. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, you were like that with the girls. I don't know how a dad can't be besotted. I literally don't understand how, it doesn't mean you don't go through problems, it doesn't mean you don't go through issues, but I don't know how you can't be besotted with, especially, I mean, and I'm only talking about this from my perspective because I only have daughters with daughters. I mean, for me... I mean, I've written, I've written fairy stories. I've created fairy fictions in gardens. I used to do things like, like this. I used to place an egg in the front garden, go out in the back garden, call the girls out on Easter and go, oh, watch God, this, watch this. this. And I'd hurl the egg over the house. It wasn't over the house. It hit the roof. Run out the front and they'd be like, oh, my God, it's landed and it's whole. And I'd be like, it's just, it's just what you do. He did every little thing to make them feel... Cute. Everything. But um, and my dad, my dad used to tell us stories from his own, just from his own head, you know, and we just loved that. So mm. We used to say, Dad, tell us a story from your own head, <laughs> not from a book. And that was just magical. And like, one never forgets that. Mm. And also the one I've told you before, when we were ill, he would peel pomegranates so we could have a whole bowl of pomegranates with no yellow oh. bits and a spoon. And it's still the most loving thing for oh. me when somebody does that. Dina did it for me. Did you notice the other? You know how yes. hard Dina is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up, get over there. You know she got me over with her bum three times yesterday. I oh, know it was it was verging on assault. But but the other, last week when I was ill, she she just very quietly came in. Did she bought me this beautiful soup? Yeah, yeah. Then I, later on I was still lying there. She got up. She made me. She just came gave me a bowl of all pomegranate. She hadn't said a thing. And she just gave me this altruistically this beautiful bowl of. 
pomegranates. Well, can I just and say it's also, the little things that I love the most that people do. And we're going to read out some on, on Nadia's Instagram. I just want to read, but one of the things the girls really miss and loved was when I used to do their packed lunches and I chopped the edges off their sandwiches or to take the crusts off. I would I would put all of the things in there that would make Nadia's toes curl. And I just love that kind of thing. Like cheese straws and crisps oh, come on. and Kit Kats. Amber Grindley. My mum worked Saturday, so we spent Saturday morning with Daddy. He cooked the best fry up whilst we watched Swatch. Oh, shot. don't. I feel cosy and wholesome. <gasps> Even uh, now, when he visits, he rustles up something to eat. Oh, Amber. Amber. Sending you and Richard love. We'll have to do, when we do the next... Um, uh, curly cooks where we cook people's recipes you must send us a recipe yeah. so that we can cook your dad's recipes and marie shellard my favorite memories are our pops taking us five girls to saturday market here in south wales for fresh donuts we're in Ooh. our 30s and 40s now still go with them do precious. you oh and i bet he still wants to go donuts everybody yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> i remember I what else what else i, I used to take one. izzy to playgrounds and i'd say how long do you want to stay here and she'd say for this amount and we'd stay there for like an hour and a half mm. she loved that's it, it too Actually, to just really sit with your child. Oh, which might May Edmondson. I lost my dad in 2010 to alcoholism. Aww. Shout out to all of the dads, i.e. positive male role models acting in the place of Oh, dads. did you have any positive May. stuff with him? Was there, was there, was, did you get times when he wasn't drinking and it was good if he had anything mm. like that? Or Because it is so hard, isn't it? It's mm. like, if you, I mean, I remember as a child, certain things that I really did want that other people, parents did with it but I always knew that I had a really whole family mm, mm. um so when you haven't that Sorry. must be so hard when you cover you know those things mm. look at this slightly gallows humor I think James hope you're well the nicest thing my father done was go to the hospital bathroom when I was born and never came back to this day wow I'm not so sad don't worry I wouldn't change it I'm just laughing James you need to make a film about that James James Kind of, right. know, kind of know how you feel. It wasn't necessarily on the day I was born, though. Yeah. And just quickly, a huge thank you to Lee Durrant for the five gifted memberships. Oh, Lee, sweet. you shouldn't have. That's you so shouldn't. sweet. Shouldn't. Sweet. Shouldn't. Thank you. Right. So here we go. Uh, Scooby Suz. I lost my dad when these are people on Instagram that are messaging. I lost my dad when I was nine. He was amazing. He always used to give us brilliant surprises, and best of all, he would play the piano. Oh. oh. Every night to help them fall asleep. God, how you must miss that. Let's do one from there and then one from here, alternately. Uh, Steph, um, my dad is six foot five inches and he'd let me climb up him. And when I'd get to his chest, he'd flip flip me over magic. I miss it. Oh, I I used to love that thing of holding your hands and walking up legs. The other thing I do, and I still get marked to it for me, is standing on feet and walking. Tickle fights. I just do it until they vomited. Yeah. Debbie Kate O'Keefe, I spoke to my dad and mum three times a day, and each time they sat, sounded so excited. Oh, don't. I miss that. Oh, my God, that's so important. Everybody phone their parents. If you still have your parents, phone your parents today because it's so easy to put stuff off, isn't it? And how often... Do people say that when they've lost their parents? God, I wish I'd picked up the phone more often. Dawn Decker, my dad used to take us for a toasted tea cake and tea at a local cafe. Then he would hide behind the betting shop counter while he put his... <laughs> Wasn't expecting it to go there. You'd go, oh, what Yeah, you? I was hide behind the tree and jump out on us. But That's thanks, so funny. Dawn. <laughs> oh, Missy Dawny says her dad always gives her a Valentine's gift. No. Oh. Oh, look, Victoria Moore. My dad used to spray us with the shower head out the bathroom window in the summer. <laughs> oh, that's, I love that. My granddad used to put a wet sponge on your face when you were sleeping. I love that. On 
Tori says, oh, I'd make milkshakes with loads of ice cream when mum was out. Oh. Extra ice cream. Oh. Um, Ted, Ted, Ted Tax, Laurie holding my hand when he was in the hospital really ill two months ago. Oh, unfortunately, he's passed away, but you still oh. remember that feeling, right? Erin, oh. Erin mm. Bullamore, my dad did nothing, but my uncle used to have me in his lap while he played video games and I'd sit and watch until I drifted off to sleep every oh, time. God. Oh, God. Do you know what I used to love, whether it was my dad or my uncles, it was lying and listening to the heartbeat. God, it's just, I've just got the euphoric recall of that, but I only just thought about it. God, I love having these chats because I haven't thought about that for 30 years. Yeah, that's really but nice. I used to love putting my head on, mm. on my dad's chest and hearing his heart. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, Colette McCalson, I sadly bottomed out when it came to parents that don't have many positive memories. I spent so much time trying to make positive memories of my own children. Well, that is well, well so done, wonderful yeah. because what an extraordinary person it is when they haven't been given the example and they break that pattern like Mark. You know, he's been such a good dad, but he never had that example. And I find that so admir admir admirable because, mm. you know, I had um, I was lucky enough to have the images, the feelings, the practical, everything. I, I felt it, so I was able to recreate it. I My favourite thing is making all of my girls laugh. I like making them all laugh. Obviously, you want to keep them safe, but you've got to do that in a way where you're not sort of controlling or hectoring or, you know, because they grow up and get older, but you just, I love making them laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's my, I, I love making them laugh. Yeah, I love making them laugh. Okay, Lorraine. I right here of myself to make laugh. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. Um, okay, so Lorraine Eads is a new member on the live. So let's sing sing your name. Lorraine Eads, Lorraine Eads. Welcome to the family, Gersdale. And again, once again, thank you so much to Christopher Gundles. Thank, thanks again to Lee Durrant. Incredibly generous and incredibly sweet. And just finally, as and finally, crazy ants. I'm afraid in um, in Australia there are crazy ants. They're having to. They're they're flying yellow ants. I seem to have deleted the story for some reason. Um, but these crazy ants are such a problem that they're having to drop bait from helicopters as they overrun entire villages and towns. We have a serious problem with crazy ants in Australia. Watch this space. It could spread. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you to everybody that, that also that gave out um, memberships. It's so sweet. Mm. And and thank you, all of you, for just being you. Just being you, guys. Just and you. we will see you, you tomorrow. We've got you. a lot of filming to do today, so Lots of fantastic. Content coming. And we're going to wave. <laughs>